0: Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks, the podcast of Leif Hetland and Global Mission Awareness. Hello everyone. This is Leif and welcome to Kingdom Family Talks. I've been asking God in the last few weeks as I'm recognizing this pandemic that's affecting the world on a level that we have perhaps never seen before, at least any one of us who are alive. What are some of the ways that I can help God's people in the middle of everything that is going on to be able to arise and shine because your light has come? And I've been reflecting over the three-chair message. And I ask myself the question, Leif, how does all of this look like from chair number one? from a kingdom perspective, from heaven towards earth. And I'm going to help us today and in the podcast to be able for each one of us to be rooted and grounded in love so that we can produce faith, hope, and love in a world that desperately needed. How are you doing? Or another question would be, how are you feeling? Just right before I came here to sit down and just talk, share life with you, I just heard some stories of people that are close, both to my family and friends, just about some of the incredible challenges, even as believers, they are in the middle of. Uh, One of my friends just had signed a contract for three new restaurants, and that's in a university where they just shut down the university, and he had just signed a contract. And the list just goes on and on and on of stories after story. How, How do we respond? to that and when we have and many of you can see I'm sitting in chair number one here and if you're familiar with my message on chair number one chair number two and chair number three just put a little perspective for some of you who have not watched this imagine if there's three chairs right now and the chair I am sitting in that would be chair number one but there was two other chairs by the side of me let me just describe them to you because even right now with what's happening with this pandemic, with this coronavirus hitting the wall. There's news all over the world, but people are responding one out of three ways, either from a chair number one, chair number two, or chair number three. And so part of my assignment, just for a few moments, is to be able to see if I can help, if I can add value, as well as also looking in the mirror Perhaps speaking to myself some words of some of the revelation that God has given to us where we can, in the middle of the storm, find peace. Where we can, in the middle of all of the circumstances that is going on, like Joshua and Caleb, they were chair number one people. There was 10 other scouts, chair number two. They were seeing the same problem in the world, how big the giants were. But Joshua and Caleb, seeing the same things that everybody else did, they had a different Perspective. That's so much part of my heart. Or a David who was in chair number one, where Israel was in chair number two. They all experienced this giant and an army that was so intimidating. But David had a different perspective from chair number one. And this is so much on my heart for my own life, for my family, but also for you and your family and finances and everything else that we are going to in the middle of everything that is going on to be able to still be able to arise and shine for our light has come. And right now, as I say, whatever overwhelms us shapes us. If you are in chair number one, you're going to be overwhelmed by his love in the middle of everything that's going on. You are going to be overwhelmed even with his joy, and mainly because that you know that you're not alone. He is there with you. I'm not saying that you're not sad about what's happening, uh, that you're not being... uh, Influenced or touched by what's taking place because it is affecting all of us. But I'm saying, despite of the circumstances, the fruit of the spirit will come out of your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. These fruits will come out of your life when you get squeezed in the middle of everything that's going on. But I think that if we are honest, most of us will at least visit chair number two. And some of you, even there now, have a super glue. You didn't even know that Chernobyl number one existed for you right now. Your reality is a little bit different. You're, you're just feeling like you are in a boat in Chernobyl number two that is sinking, and more and more water is coming in, and there is more and more holes, and it seems like the storm is not going to stop. It has only been bad news for a while. And I've talked to quite a few people just like it, even felt like it myself quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. And in the middle of it, I have to take some inventory, have to repent, meaning go back again to chair number one where I belong, change the way I think, and to be able to get a heaven's perspective of what is taking place, not just on a global level, but also as I'm looking in the mirror and able to see myself the way the Papa God sees me. So my encouragement, he says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, chair number two, but what I have given you is a spirit of power, love and a sound mind it is available for us in the middle of the circumstances to be full of love to be full of power and full of wisdom in everything that is taking place but i do wanted to minister to people including myself, when fear comes in and you're stuck in chair two and you're being so overwhelmed by what is taking place, this wall is overwhelming you. This virus, losing the job, suddenly being homeschooling two children while you're trying to do a home office, looking at the mortgage, and you can make your own list of all the things that is going on in your life. And in the middle of it, practically speaking, then how do I deal with this? What do I do? Uh, yes, I can bring Jesus into this situation, but I'm still uh, trying to figure out how to be able to pay my mortgage by Friday, and there's no paycheck coming. This list just goes on and on and on. So let's just look at a couple of those different tools in this season. First of all, let me describe a little bit about fear, because chair number two is always about fear. Fear is actually false evidences appearing real. I'm not saying it does not happen, but often when you listen to the voice of fear, and fear comes in, and worry comes in, and anxiety comes in, 95% of the thing that I fear never happens. 5% still happen. So I'm not taking away the responsibility. We are in the middle of a coronavirus. I am not putting my head down in the sand. I don't believe it is taking place. Actually, uh, as soon as we're filming this then I'm looking at, I think it's the last schedule in May that is also planning to cancel. and So I know for me the next at least eight to 10 weeks Pretty much everything is canceled. International trips are canceled. And there are so many things that is taking place in my life, not just in me, but also with some of the people that I support all over the world and the need that is coming in from all over to take care of yourself, take care of your family, and then you're taking care of all the needs of the people that you love, this beautiful kingdom family that we build. And you're hearing the stories and the crisis and the middle of all of that is to coming back into this resting place in chair number one. And that is when... Fear comes in at that moment. I have just made a choice and said, no, I'm not going to listen to fear. I'm going to repent, meaning I'm going to change the way I think. And I'm going to know basic things that I have chosen in the middle of it. You're not going to be able to get me to question how good Papa God is. And you're not going to be able to get me to question how loved I am. I'm not talking about my circumstances. I am just talking about that God is a good God and I'm loved by him. I can trust him. I can trust him. He is a good father. He is going to be my provider. He's going to be my strength. He's going to be my wisdom. So when I'm in chair number one, what I do is even when life doesn't look it, I'm going to look up. I choose to live a life of gratitude, and I'm going to focusing on everything that God is doing instead of what he is not doing. So I'm choosing to say no to fear and say, no, I'm not going to listen to your fear. I'm going to choose love. And on a practical speaking, I need your wisdom, Father. Holy Spirit, just come right now and fill me with your wisdom. Other times, I just need some joy just to be able to make it through it. Other times, it's just even to weep. For a few moments. Because even after the tears has been there. David did that in a moment. When he lost his family. He lost everything. They burned down the city. And he had just come home tired. And in 1 Samuel 30. The Zigla experience for David. The Bible says that he wept. Until he didn't have any more tears to weep. There is a season to weep. And we should weep with the people that are weeping. We should weep when we're seeing the lives in Italy that is being lost. We should weep when we're hearing about people losing their jobs. So there is a season to weep. And in chair number one, you can have compassion with people. And you can weep with people. And you can also rejoice when you're hearing some stories that gives hope, some chair number one stories. But for me, it is important for me that when my tears, when I'm finished with weeping, I'm going to continue to start to worship. I'm going to continue to feed myself with thanksgiving. I'm still focusing on what God is doing instead of what he's not doing. And many times in the middle of it, God is going to bring so much glory to himself in what is taking place. And I want to join him in what he is up to in this season. And I can get so consumed by myself. And to be honest, would you have been here, including a few times today, where I'm just looking at all the practical, all the texts that are coming in. And it doesn't help that a couple of my friends... A conspiracy theorists. That doesn't help me when they are feeding me with some of those things. And now and then I listen to it. And then I slip into that chair number two and I start to see and look and focusing on how big Goliath is because I forget looking to see how big Papa God is. So my encouragement in this Feed yourself well with with things that gives life. Feed yourself with good news. Yes, you can listen and do an analysis. Here's what's going on. But then I find in the courage of small people doing small little things that is making a difference for people. And it encourages me to be around people that decided, hey, what does kindness look like? What does goodness look like? What does generosity look like? When the tendency in chain number two, I want to hoard. The thing in chain number two, I want to sell everything and getting a little bit cashier side so I can make myself through this. The tendency is to go in fear. And instead, I choose opposite in chair one. I choose generosity because God is generous in the middle of it. That doesn't mean foolishness. It means wisdom. That means I'm asking the Holy Spirit. I'm going to be led by the Spirit because that's the chair one lifestyle. And when I'm being led by the Spirit of God... In the middle of the storm, the dove is going to lead us to places where we're going to take us to the other side. So in the middle of what is taking place there, while I'm on my journey towards the other side there, I'm I'm making a choice on a daily basis who can I add value to in the middle of everything That is going on. And how can I add value to them? That can be a word of courage. That can be a prophecy. That can be sending out a check. That can be actually having a little stash of cash in your pocket if you can do it. But it can also be that getting rid of some of the things that is not necessary in this season that can easily bring a blessing to somebody else around you. I see the wall is just looking for hope. When I'm in chair number one and I am at hope, because I have that hope, because he is my hope, then I can help other people to find hope in the middle of their hopelessness. In the middle of the darkness, when I see the light, then I can become a light and I can help people to find an end in the middle of their dark tunnel. So I'm just saying that for anyone like myself right now, things is cancel. I'm going through this shaking on the inside because I'm not used to do nothing locked up in my home most of the time and not being able to do a lot of the things that I'm used to do and I just realizing that to some degree I've been so almost addicted to this high pace that when stillness and the calmness comes in I realize that he's going to teach me more about the sabbath he's going to teach me more about rest he's going to teach me life The very thing that when you turned 54 years ago, you wanted to double what you did with half as much. This is a season to learn some of those lessons. So I've decided I'm going to lean back and I'm going to find the nutrients out of it. And I'm going to choose. Maybe I visit worry, I visit fear, even some shame a little guilt because I know that's not what I'm supposed to do. I know that I've wrote a book of staying in chair number one in the middle of it and already today i failed a few times. But when I do fail in that, I just get back again to where I belong, into that resting place identity as a son of a good good father a son full of the Holy Spirit and I can say the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he has anointed me and in the middle of all the bad news I do have some good news and I want to be sensitive to people and I do want to make a difference to be a difference maker so look at your life from a practical perspective if you do sense and you have a super glue in chair number two my invitation for you is to repent and say I will reset I will repent, meaning change the way I think. I want to restart again. And that may happened 10 times in a day. But hopefully you're going to get better and better at it. And then I'm going to get renewed. That in the middle of, use this for rest instead of worry. Fear is just going to steal your energy. But use this actually now to sharpen your dream, sharpen your vision, sharpen your talent. Use this season. I mean, I was just... Two mornings ago, I was whining and complaining to the Lord. And he reminded me in December late, you said, you wish you had a month. And I was like, oops, did I say that in December? Yeah, I sat there with Kaylee and we looked at the calendars. I I wish I had a month, a Sabbath month where some of those things, reading those books, writing and finish some of those projects. And now there is a month here. Don't blame me for it. I I didn't didn't, didn't have this, this virus on my side. But what i'm saying is that god is using all of those things if that's a month or two months and i don't know how to pay the bills how to send the checks how to be able to take care of it. there's a lot of things i do not know but what i do know he is my provider he is my strength he's my peace he's my joy and if my house is full of the kids i readjust my life to that to make a difference for my neighbors make it different for my employees to make a difference in this season I do choose to be a difference maker but to do that make sure that Jesus makes a difference in your life that you do take a little time to reset and coming into that alignment in this season where there is rest where there is peace where there is joy use the fruit of the spirit that's going to be one of those beautiful beautiful things where you will know that you are abiding in his love and out of that love joy peace and Patient, kindness will continue to flow out of your life. And the people around you, they get to taste some of those fruits that comes because of your fruitfulness. All you need to do is come to him, all of you who are weary and heavy laden. And he says, I will give you rest because my burden is easy, not your burden. It's very heavy, chair number two. But he says, my burden is easy and my yoke light. What he means with that, he will carry that yoke. He will carry your weight. And then step by step together with Him. It's not a season to run. It is a season to learn to walk. And sometimes even to walk slowly. And go lowly. And then from that place of humility, God always releases His ability. Because He gives grace to the humble. So just ask Him for that. And I've already had a few rounds where I just had to go lower Because the lower you go, the storm is not going to hit you in the same way as if you're sticking up your head. So it's a season, go low and go slow. And then you will notice people, the people are around you. And the sensitivity of the dove in this season, he's going to lead you. And you're going to see day by day that throughout this whole thing, he's going to guide you through the storm. So you get to the other side, but then you're going to see there was a trace there where you walk with him, and there's all these muscles that you build in the middle of it you didn't have before. You're going to have bigger fruits than you've ever had before. So keep your eyes on Jesus. Look in the mirror and see you the way that he sees you, knowing that the Father, Papa God, he is a good God, and you are loved by him, and nothing can take that away. And then let us help one another in this season. This is a season where you're not going to be individual. It is not about just your need. It is about our needs. And together we can do this. Together we can hold arms as a kingdom family. We're being tested right now. But the immune system of this family is so healthy that it's going to bring healing and it's going to touch people, not just within our family, but also in this world that desperately needs right now to experiencing faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Let's learn the language of love, which is the language the blind eyes can see and the deaf ears can hear. And that's the language you speak when you're in chair number one. So this is gonna be daily thing to practice. Choose love, put off fear and put on love. That's the clothing of love on a daily basis. We are in the middle of one of the greatest storms that the world has ever seen. And when you're recognizing I'm a needy Christian, so am I, I need the Holy Spirit. I need Jesus. I need Papa God, and I need you. We need one another, and the world needs us. God bless you, and I look forward to stay in touch with you as we walk through this together. Let me pray for you. Papa God, I just wanted to honor you as a good, good Papa. That's who you are. And loved, loved, that's who we are. I thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but you have given us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. And Father, I just want to release grace, grace, grace that is needed for every person watching, from that homeschooling mom to that school teacher that just have to be home and perhaps not even knowing about that paycheck. To the policemen that is there and just sensing that society is starting to get nervous. To the people that don't know how to be able to pay their bill. Wherever your situation is right now, I just release grace, grace, grace. And what grace is, is God's ability in this season for us. When we just humble ourselves and say, Papa, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. And I need the people that you have placed around me. I need my family, I need my friends. That's humility. And God is going to release his ability. And I'm just going to bless you. I bless your family. In the middle of this storm, I just bless that there's going to be such a protection. There's going to be such a covering in the middle of this storm. And I just release that there's going to come an upgrade as a result of this storm. As an eagle Christian, that you're going to soar higher and faster after all of this is done. And then eventually that God is going to use all these things, all these things out for good because you love him and you are called according to his purpose. So I thank you, Father, that you are going to use all things out for good. And that means all things, including every painful thing that is taking place now. Making a list and knowing it's going to be double for my trouble. And I bless the world that is out there that are sinking in the middle of it. And I thank you, Father, just rescue, rescue this wool. And just coming in with your outreach hand and just bring them in. Bring your family in. The very promise that you have about the great revival this year. I just ask, Father, that we're going to see the byproduct of that. Often that came in crisis time where people are crying out to you. Father, we just ask that it's going to lead to such an outpouring of your love that the people is going to know who you are and they're going to find identity who they are. I bless that in the sweet, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you and God bless you.